There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort. So you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 40% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. And welcome to Secure the Insecure, the podcast where I say it's okay to not be okay. I'm Johnny Seifert, and every week I'm joined by one very special guest. My guest today is a singer, actress and model. She grew up in York in the 90s to, as she says, a Romany gypsy dad and her music-loving hairdresser mum before leaving her home at 15 years old. The singing, it started at the age of just nine months old. In acting, you'll know her as an extension of the McQueen family where she played cousin Portia McQueen for a year on Hollyoaks. This included the important storyline based around child abuse and being part of that incredible train stunt which led to the death of her on-screen cousin Carmel. And on stage, she's starred in some of the biggest West End musicals in Footloose, Chicago and Flashdance. But it's the music we now know her for, more importantly. She's become one of the most recognisable faces of the country music genre in the UK. She's continuously toured around the world playing at the biggest country music festivals and has found time to have three successful country albums. With a new single, Dying Inside Out Now, and a new EP, Welcome to the Club, on the way, I'm delighted to welcome to Sakinian School, Twinny Lee Moore. Hello, Twinny. How are you? Oh my god, that you've done a lot. That intro, I'm out of breath now. You've done a lot. I know you crammed a lot in there. It's quite nice listening to everything because I feel like as a creative, you're always on to the next thing. You never really like, you know, you're always thinking ahead. And uh, yeah, it was it was a nice little trip down memory lane. That well, it makes you appreciate as well how much you've done because when someone says, "Well, what's your CV? What do you do?" and you're like, "Well, I d-, you know, you kind of shy away from certain things because you're like, well, I don't want to give you my whole life story, but and I know you only want to know one thing, but actually, I've done other things. I have been an actress in theatre. I have been an actress on TV as well as being a singer." Yeah, I mean, I think I grew up like most kind of like stage school kids. Like, if you do all three, then you're gonna work more, and that was kind of the message that was always instilled in us when you know when I was doing Amdram at four years old. So, and I grew up watching like the best performers, storytellers in my year. So, I think like all of that other stuff really just helps like the artist 
that I am and having done all of that, I'm much more, I just know who I am. I think I've always had a good sense of who I am, but I think if I'd have been in the music industry at 16, then I would have been a bit like, who am I? Whereas I've actually got real life experiences just life and feelings and yeah it's kind of great to incorporate all that I've done into my artist project. Well who is Doyle Twinning up because as an actress when you're in Hollyoaks we obviously knew you as Twinny Lee Moore but you've dropped your surname from the professional side and you're just known as Twinny so what's the difference between who you are as Twinny as the brand let's say and then Twinny Lee Moore who you are at home? Um, I think I do a pretty good job of allowing people into my world. As the reason why I dropped the Lee, my real name is actually Twenty Lee. It's on one word, but people are lazy and they just end up calling me Twenty. So I thought that was kind of like kind of cool. Adele, Twenty, Cher, Madonna. I was like one word. It's cool. I feel like I'm the same. I don't feel like I've changed. I mean. I don't know, I've got a lot of the same old friends from when I've had, uh, since I've been younger. Because I feel like I share who I am on stage and a lot of people, I'm quite open as an artist, I think. So, yeah, I don't know. Obviously, like, when you're acting, you're playing a character, whereas this is really cool, being an artist. I can say what I want with my songs and, and people get a real deep dive into who I am. And I think that obviously helps choosing the country genre of all the different types of genres of music because it's those folk tales and because it's coming from the heart. And I've been to Nashville and you see the songwriters there speaking from the heart. It's almost like a form of therapy for you that rather than talking to a therapist, you write it into your music about how you're feeling. So it has to be the real you, the authentic you. Yeah, and I think anything with real emotions, people really feel that in the music. And they really feel that when you're acting or you're dancing. They they just feel a connection. It's a vibration. It's a frequency. And I think that's what we all strive to do with art is let people into our world, be relatable. If we're feeling it, it's nine times out of ten somebody else is feeling it. And people want to be able to relate to an artist and connect and I just try and write from the heart, try and write about like normal things, um, human things, and try and write it in a way that it's not been said before. Well, let's talk about your world. Let's go back to the beginning of 20. What was your life growing up? Like I said at the top, your dad you described as a Romany gypsy, and you, you talk about your mum being a music-loving hairdresser. That's very different worlds, isn't it? completely different world so my my dad's side of the family are all uh, uh travelers romani travelers and that's kind of my heritage and i think it's funny actually when you grow up as a kid i think it's very telling my life if, if you actually know me i grew up in two worlds and i've actually ended up emulating that in my uh, adult life with going back and forth to nashville and so my mum was is a gorger which means a non-traveler and i guess that was the typical british upbringing you know going to school and then i you know my dad was a traveler so we used to get taken out of school and go traveling with him and that's about it really like i think finding myself in between those worlds was always kind of a struggle growing up because I didn't really know where I belonged or who I wanted to be. And I think, like, it's relatable for society just in general. I think we show parts of ourselves that we feel like is more accepted in society and then kind of hide sides of ourselves. And I I think that's been 
a real journey for me uh, within my music as well. So Hollywood Gypsy was all about the story of my life. Had a father that was very strict and didn't was scared for me more than anything because it was so alien to him, this kind of the show business side of things. My mother was really for it and wanted me to fill my dreams. I think they both did, but yeah, there was like definitely some conflict growing up of like, you know, you should be doing this or you should be doing that. Even like school was a big conversation because travelers, you were in and out of school, I guess just because of our way of life. And I think that's all, like, really great stuff because it really adds to my story. And I think the biggest thing for me is I really want to be an inspiration to my community of, like, you know, you can go outside the lines, draw outside the lines, you can go outside the box and do something that's never been done before. So I was just, like, a stage school kid that had this whole different life that was trying to figure out where do I fit in. And I think art, um, just in general, whether that be like singing, dancing, acting, was a great expression for me. And I always felt like at home there. So I always feel at home on a stage, never frightened of a stage or an audience. Well, you mentioned Hollywood Gypsy, and the lyrics are just incredible. I'm not mad and I don't have kids. Had a village knowing my business. And then you say, I'm like my father. I like to wonder. I'll fit in and roll with a crowd if all my friends could see me now. What would you tell those friends? So looking back at your childhood, looking back at, I suppose, you having to find, like you said, your sense of belonging and that where you're settled is, where your happy place is, where you consider home, and yet that was always moving all the time. What would you now say to those people who you were in school with who didn't quite understand that life that you led? Well, I feel like kids can be really cool. I mean, I've, I mean, there's different things in my like childhood that I like to forget. I mean, I forget that I was quite severely bullied but I feel like that was I mean some kid I think that made me stronger for the music industry because of like people knowing that I was a traveler and like I say kids were school they would taunt me and I would feel like the outsider I think that it really gave me the passion and the determination and this kind of resilience to be like no I'm going to prove you wrong and I'm going to show you what I can do and I think like, all of that stuff from school did really prepare me and add to my story. So what I would say to those kids is that, I mean, this just goes for all walks of life. You you just never know. Like, school isn't everything. And it was a difficult period for me because I was trying to fit in in these two worlds and I couldn't really figure it out. So for me, my art, it was like an escapism. And again, it kind of really added to my story and what I'm about and my struggle and what I've been through and I do want to be an inspiration to not just like the traveling community in particular girls but also just like this EP Welcome to the Club is an extension of Hollywood Gypsy it's about like I'm such an inclusive person I know what it means to feel left out and be the outsider which having dealt with discrimination being a traveller, I, I just, I don't want that for anybody else, no matter in w- what walk of life you come from. And again, I guess, like, if I hadn't been through them, them sort of things, I wouldn't be where I am today. So I'm kind of grateful to those people that shunned me or didn't give me a chance. It kind of all leads to where you are now. What's interesting is for the mainstream, they will know the gypsy culture through 
programs like my big fat gypsy wedding which was a couple of years ago on channel four where do you sit on that then and how realistic was that to the traveling community and the, se- the second question to that is what do you want people who are listening now to know about the traveling community that they probably didn't know that that those stigmas like you said the reason that you felt like an outsider when you shouldn't have so i would say that like anything that is like a tv show like that but just across the board anything kind of reality based is is very exaggerated i wouldn't say that i've had particularly gone to any of my family's weddings and they've had the dress the size of a bus buckingham palace there's a real lack of education when it comes to the traveling community so you've got like anything like you've got different kinds of travellers and where I am coming from and what my heritage is, like we're Romani travellers and we're very much believe in, you know, family and community. And I would say this is why travellers get a bad name half the time. It's because of the minority. Like any culture, there's good and bad in any culture. But unfortunately, we get tired with the same brush. Tyson Fury has been an amazing example of like what our community is. But yet he faced discrimination coming up. And it's only because he's the king, you know, he's amazing at his sport that people are like, they had no choice he, to, to get behind him. He's like, you've got to be too good so they can't ignore you. And I just feel like how we change that stigma and discrimination, because it exists, it's been around forever. You know, like gypsies have always, travelers have always been the outcasts of society, even going back to, you know, the Holocaust where thousands were killed. I think like the only way that we can kind of show like what we're about is by having more travelers in the media. And I honestly do not know a radio DJ or another artist or a writer or, you know, an actress, a model that comes from my community. And I'm never going to feel ashamed of my heritage, my family or where I come from. I think it's an amazing community to grow up in it. And um, yeah, I'm always going to be an advocate for it. It's really interesting because when we think of minority groups, we'll think from race or religion. We don't necessarily think of the travelling community as an ethnic minority and the fact that you've done Hollyoaks, for example, and that's how a lot of people will know you, is that if they now heard the name Twinny Lee Moore, they would never associate with Twinny Lee Moore traveller. They would go Twinny Lee Moore celebrity. And even when you joined Hollyoaks all those years ago, it was never a thing to that it was Twinny Lee Moore the celebrity. It was just Twinny Lee Moore the soap star. So it's, it's interesting with the Twinny brand that that minority group that you were part of, that heritage that you were part of, never kind of became public conversation at the time. In my art should be the forefront of that conversation. It should have nothing to do with my heritage. I know what you're saying, but I do feel as well like that if people like dig into my story, you would find I was not just a soap star. I had a career before that. I was doing music before that. So I think like what we're talking about here is perception as well and how people perceive people, Mm. perceive celebrities. And I think it's like, I think society is really messed up like that. And I think it kind of, I don't know, I feel like it's become, art to me is very sacred. Like what I do is a discipline. I left home at 16 and went to a music college, drama college, and I really honed in on my craft. I think, like, when I was doing musical theatre, there was a moment where I was like, people are just getting jobs because they've been on reality TV for, like, five seconds. And it really kind of, it bugged me. 
because there's so many amazing people that I knew that were out of work that could do the job better. And that's when I decided that I was going to go and get on TV in order to still be getting those lead roles. And, I mean, to be honest, it didn't really affect me that much because I could sing, dance and act. And I think because I could dance really well, some of those people that have been on reality stuff couldn't do that job. And it was very noticeable, so I still got the job. But I think, like, society in general is all about, like, celebrity and what people are having for dinner on TikTok. And I'm like, music, there's an art to this. There's an art to music. There's an art to being an actress. And it goes back to, like, everything that I've studied before. Like, I really, I've studied it. Like, this, I've dedicated my whole life to it. So I, I guess, like, I wasn't aware that any of them conversations came up. And if they had a done, I probably would have shut them down because it's, it should be my choice to, like, let people in to my world. And when you're playing a character, that it's about the character and people perceive... that People think they know that character, like, you are that character. So I think now, with my art and my music, I get to tell people let people in as much as I want to let them in and tell people my truth in a way that I can kind of, like, make them understand. I completely get it. I think what I'm trying to get at, because the interesting thing is what you said earlier on about perceptions, is that when you said you don't see gypsy radio presenters or TV presenters that you identify with, but if you didn't know that about the person then you wouldn't know what you're looking for, if that makes sense. So if you, if no yeah. one knows that you're a, you are a gypsy traveller and then you go on Hollyoaks and people go, well, I don't ever see in a soap opera a gypsy traveller actress, but you do, mm. you just don't realise it. It's that thing of shouting about it and yet actually going, well, why do I need to shout about it? I'm the same thing being Jewish. I'm like, there's no Jewish representation on TV, but yet I'm, if we shout about it, that's also a negative. You know, it, it's a double-edged sword, isn't it? Well, I think... I mean, quite recently, I'll be honest with you, a, a high executive from a, a radio station made a comment to me which was totally out of order and totally, like, kind of discrimination. And I think that's the reason why, like, people do not want to say that they are from our community because we've got such a bad reputation. And then I, you know, I put on TikTok recently... There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss plushcare.com slash weight loss. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 40% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. 
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive in June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive in June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. I did this whole thing and there were so many people that were like thanks for standing up for us um, even like gorgeous which are non-travellers saying I've, I've known travellers all my life they are the best people you know they're so clean they're, you know you go in, you actually go into somebody's trailer and it is spotless like this perception of travellers is so warped for me but I get, yeah, it is a double-edged sword because it's like if I'm open and I tell people my story and I say where I'm from, like, does that give them ammunition to f- fire at me? And, and also, I never want that to – everyone, like, kind of beats the drum for inclusivity and diversity. I just don't see that when it comes to my community. It must be also really hard when it comes to radio as well. Country music is still seen – as a niche genre and it's starting to break through you know the shires keith urban carrie underwood they do get playlisted on mainstream for example radio 2 because they have to pay a certain amount of songs that aren't pop culture but it must still be hard that you're having to almost perform to radio stations for airplay and yet you're still having to become your authentic self you know as well as i do a radio game is so tough there's so much competition you know like like anything it's just very competitive and i guess yeah like every radio station has an agenda you're not always going to fit on kind of someone's agenda i guess but i think at one point it will turn and it started to turn i mean country is the biggest growing genre in europe and we just don't have a platform for it but we do because there's been like so many festivals pop-up festivals and they're all sold out The industry is just not paying attention to it. And that's the most frustrating thing. But in America, globally, these artists stream way more than any pop artist. Actually, the numbers are are incredible. And it's the biggest market over there. And I think, like, that's why I like it in terms of a genre, because it really celebrates the art of songwriting. And again, talking about perception, there's definitely some work to be done in the UK it is like, I mean, I did hear somebody say that, like, radio was going to play less country. <laughs> I was like, they don't play it anyway. So, and that's the thing. Like, I just feel like there should be more doors opening for every genre 
for every kind of person in any walk of life. I definitely think it's uh, getting that. I mean, Radio 2 have been very good to me. They've been all such a huge supporter of my music, and I'm very grateful for that. But, yeah, I think, like, Radio 1 obviously doesn't play country. It plays, like, Casey and Marin occasionally, but it'd be cool to see more of that happening because... Like, it's very pop at the minute. All these up-and-coming pop country artists, it's amazing songs because it's actually got a story to it. And, yeah, it's got, like, that pop vibe to it. And, I mean, pop is just popular music. That's it. I'm excited for the genre in general just over here to see how it's kind of, like, growing. But every person I speak to, like, oh, I love country. And I support mainstream artists, pop artists, and then... You know, I've done some heritage acts, like, just across the board, it seems to be a genre that pleases everyone, even if people don't realise it. Oh, well, look, let's put it into perspective. If you go to Nashville and you go to Broadway, which is the main strip, the, the main road in Nashville, every single bar and restaurant and pub has a live singer day and night. So you can go in for your lunch and go in for your dinner. There'll be live music. How do you not want to be part of that when everyone is singing like a community? I remember I was there and... Uh, it was the first time I had the Zac Brown band and everyone was singing Chicken Fried. I thought, I want to be part of this. I want to be part of this community because everyone is singing. And that's what I think country music does. It brings everyone together. But when you look at radio here in the UK and you've got Bob Harris on Radio 2 and you've got Chris Country, the radio station, and then you've got Absolute Country, you've only got two radio stations and one radio show playing that country music. And what tends to happen now is the way for music to break through is through, as we hate with social media, is TikTok. TikTok seems to be bringing up these other genres of music because of dances and because of the little videos that can go along with it. Are you conscious of that? Are you conscious of, I need to be now on TikTok to create my music to get it out there now? Um, it's quite funny, the TikTok conversation, because I, I, I mentor quite a few up-and-coming acts. I've got, like, started, I founded a collective called I Know Woman, which is basically trying to standardise mental health therapy for artists that are signed to deals, publishing deals and uh, record deals. And in that, like, we put on shows and, you know, help people um, get signed and all the rest of it. So a lot of these artists that are on TikTok that I mentor, I've got quite a huge following and I manage an act as well. And uh, she's got, like, 1.1 million followers. And it's crazy. Like, the reach is amazing. Obviously, that's a tool that can help any artist. And I would highly recommend anybody get on it. I just think it's unfortunate now because so much... And this kind of, like, doubles down on the fact that I think artists need more support, especially when they're in deals, is because there's so much that artists do by themselves that you don't know about as the audience. It's actually incredible. Like, we never signed up to be content creators. I mean, you essentially, you're on marketing person. That, to me, is like, no, you should be focused on the writing and you should be focused on the performing. Anything else is not your job. But now, there's been so much asked of, you know, artists. I mean, labels are just not taking artists to radio or a song to radio anymore unless they've got, like, millions of followers on TikTok or they're having millions of streams. I mean, for most artists, that is just not doable and it's not realistic. So a lot of these artists are making more money being independent. I think with all things, you have to remain consistent. And Facebook was a thing. MySpace was a thing. Twitter, you know, now TikTok is having its time. There'll be something else. 
in a few years. And I think it's great that it can sell someone's career and put them in the spotlight. And especially if they've got talent, to me, like the human aspect of it is I'm trying to mentor people to have like some time out and remain in consistency. This isn't a race. You're not racing against anybody else. Everybody else there, 15 minutes of fame. You just, you've got to decide what success looks like to you. And to me, it looks like selling out to an audience, people paying tickets to come and see me live. I want to be a live act. I'm not interested really in fame. I just want to connect with as many people as possible. You know, radio's one way to do that. TikTok's another way to do that. So I do encourage it, but I think a lot of the times it can, when people don't see it working, it can have a negative effect on their mental health. And that's what I just don't like about it. That's you, 20, talking in your 30s where you've established who you are and you're very comfortable in your own skin. And yet you've got a lot of the younger people who you're mentoring who we've all been socialised to think you need to have the likes, you need to have the followers, you need to have the shares, you need to upload 10 reels a day, you have to upload 10 TikToks a day because that's how we've all been institutionalised and socialised now to think like that. Well, I think the algorithm is teaching us that we've only got seven seconds before we lose interest and I think that is just like ridiculous you know you have to have some sort of we, we can't go on like that it's just not it, you just can't I mean it just goes against everything that an artist is and it's unfortunate because there's some incredible artists out there that are just not good on social media and they don't get a look in because they can't do it but their art is amazing I do think, though, cream always rises to the top. I think consistency is the key here, and there's always going to be fads. And I would say, like, yes, I'm talking in my 30s, but there's people in their 30s that are literally having breakdowns that I know of. It's on both sides of the music industry. It's not just the artists and the writers, producers. It's on the other side, like management, people that were execs. Like, it's just a lot. I've never known an industry like this, and I've been in the entertainment industry since I've been four. And music to me is it's not transparent enough. There's so many things with it. It's just hard, but it's hard for everyone. So that's why I guess I, I really like Nashville because it, it really is all about the community and community to me is everything. It's everything that like I grew up with. I do think that's why I connect with that city and that community, country music, quite a lot. You're completely right because I think the problem in Britain, in particular if you're thinking about country music or any genre, is it's all a commodity. You're making inauthentic songs just to get radio airplay. You're trying to get on Capital Summertime Board or Radio 1's Big Weekend and that doesn't connect to you as the artist because that's not your story and yet in Nashville you can tell your story and people are buying into a story, not the commodity of the song, if that makes sense. Yeah, I mean, to be honest, it doesn't really matter what bloody genre you're in. You can't even label people nowadays. So I don't understand why we're labelling music. It should be about the song. Half the time it isn't. And that is what's the most frustrating thing about being an artist. You've got politics that you have to deal with, egos you have to deal with. To me, like, a hit song is a, you know, you have a hit and everything changes. And every artist is just looking for that one song to change their life. But... Again, it's going back to consistency. You just have to be consistent, and it doesn't happen overnight. Even the artists that are having, like, you know... I mean, Ed Sheeran, like, he was sleeping on people's sofas. He worked, like, so... 10,000 hours before he got his big break. But people don't see that. But it's amazing at the same time when you go out on stage and you hear people 
um, singing your songs back to you. That's the drug, and that's why we do it. We're all so unique, and we don't even realise it. Like, there's never been anyone like any of us, and never will be again. That is insane to me. The fact that we're even here is a, a bloody miracle, how we got here. And I just think, like, no one can tell a story like you can. And they say... what. My dad said this to me the other day, because he, like, he was on about writing a book. He was like, well, they say there's a book in everyone. And there is. There's a song in everyone. And I think it's just all about and the times where you doubt yourself. And let's be honest, you know, you've had big artists be dropped from labels and, you know, had down times. Those are the people that inspire me because they've been through it. And the struggle is what makes everything worth it, I guess. I love your mentality, Tony. I love the way you look at mental health because... You're putting yourself first and it's very easy to get caught up in this machine and you seem to be very settled with who you are and as we said at the top, you know who you are and it's so refreshing to hear. Oh, thank you. Um, I just, I think I spent a long time denying who I was though. That's because of like, you know, I was trying to fit in and then at the end of it, you just get bored and I don't want to look back on my life and see someone else that people like I'd rather be myself the people hate or they love do you know what I mean like I I think you're not for everyone you're not going to be for everyone who'd want to do that anyway and people are going to like you or they're not going to like you and that's just life in every in every business and yeah I think especially with music people relate and connect with real connection Uh, and like truth real emotion and you see it in those songs that become big. Yeah, I think that's everybody's superpower, is being yourself. Dying Outside is your new single. It's out to buy now. Tell me all about it, Twenty. Dying Outside is part of this new EP that's coming out on June 3rd. And I'm super excited about it. Uh, it's, it, you know, May's Mental Health Awareness Month. And I wrote this song to kind of like... Well, it was simply because of what I was feeling and I feel like what society was feeling at the time because I wrote it in the pandemic in December 23rd, I think it was. And it just, I think, like, if you've got a birthday or you've got Christmas or anything like that, you kind of be, you're, like, really reflective and you're like, oh, this hasn't gone my way. And I'd just come off the back of, like, having a debut album release in a pandemic, which was not planned, and it kind of just messed all my... Well, it messed everyone's life up, but music was hit pretty hard because you couldn't tour. And I, you, re- as an emerging artist, you really rely heavily on kind of that to spread the word about your music. And uh, yeah, I just it, it kind of just really catches. It's, a, it's about a it's a love story, really, about like being heartbroken over somebody. But I feel like it really relates the feeling of like how society is now. We all show our best side on social media, and um, that's not the case. You never know what's going on behind closed doors or what battle somebody is facing. So I think that's just a a good reminder. I've had loads of people contact me about that song and quite a lot of mental health charities because I think like that song is just like sums up how people can put on such a great show and they can be really struggling inside. Well, final question for you, Trini. Mental health, obviously, is a big passion of yours. You've put it for your music. you put it for your social media. What would be your top three tips now for those listening that want to focus on their mental health? Okay. 
this is actually scientific. So I think you, if you if you want to practice good mental health, I think be easy on yourself. Know that you're not going to get everything right all the time. None of us are perfect. We're human beings, first and foremost. Um, exercise. I cannot stress how exercise is so good for you. It, it scientifically proves that you are more focused, you're more calm, like your stress levels go right down, especially if you've got if you're someone that is like in a high power job and you're always stressed, exercise, exercise is amazing. And then deep breathing. Ninety five percent of people don't breathe properly and it's incredible how much you, I'm sure you've heard of Wim Hof therapy. Mm. Like that's all about I'm like quite spiritual and I'm all about chakras and energy. And there's a great book called how to heal your own life. And it's by Louise Hay. And she talks about how every disease comes from a negative emotion. And sometimes that's like subconscious that we don't know of. And yeah, it's a great book. It's a great read. But what I'm trying to say is like, you know, Emotion comes from emotion, emotion comes from emotion. Like getting your body moving. You just know when you go for a nice walk or you see the sun, get some vitamin D, sit outside for five minutes, breathe, relax. And just try not to be too hard on yourself. We, we're, we're all just big kids trying to figure it out. And it's just life is a journey. It's not meant to be, you know, living with this perfection version of yourself. So be your own best friend and be nice to yourself. Absolutely love it. Be nice to yourself. She couldn't have said it better at all. That was 20. I loved her. Absolutely loved her. I love when people talk about mental health and they're open about the way they are because that is what we're all trying to do. We're all trying to say it's okay to not be okay. 20's new AEP, Welcome to the Club, is out to buy in a few weeks' time. It's got songs Welcome to the Club, One Hot, Something or Somebody, and her new single Dying It Inside, which is out to buy now. And for more information, check out 20official.com. You've been listening to Security and Secure with me, Johnny C. Fit. If you like what you heard, please do go and rate the podcast. If you're on Spotify, just give it the five stars. And on Apple iTunes, it's five stars plus a review. It's so important. You help me say it's okay to not be okay. On social media, it's at Security and Secure Podcast and at Johnny C. Fit to contact me. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. 
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.